What's up, guys? This is Inside the North Side coming to you live. So, what's up, everybody? This is your host with the most from the Third Coast. Hope you all are having a good weekend. Uh, so, this episode is going to be a part two to the uh, Selena series review I did a couple of months ago, um, to be exact, um, in December. Um, so, yeah, so the Selena series came out, part two came out May 4th, I believe, which is pretty weird. I would never think that, um, something on, uh, Netflix would come out on a Tuesday. You would usually think it was like on a Friday, but, um, they wanted to do 180 on people and I guess bring the series out faster. And, um, yeah, it came out May 4th. Um, I thought it would have been pretty cool if they would have came out. Uh, I mean, the series would have came out April 16th on her 50th birthday, but um, they're probably like, no, it doesn't even, you know, but whatever. Anyways, so yeah, like I said, this is a part two uh, to the uh, Selena series. So um, I'm just going to go little by little explaining the second episode and I mean, mean, the second season. Um, each episode little by little, you know, and stuff like that. And then just give my opinion of the whole series in general and stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, so pretty much the f- the first episode of the second season starts off um, pretty much where we left off in the first um, season. You know, um, they left Chris on the side of the road and Selena's, you know, all um, in her feelings and, you know, she misses Chris and stuff like that. And they're trying to replace him and this, this and that. So she's just having a hard time because she misses him and she loves him and stuff like that, blah, 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 blah. And there's some other stuff going on behind the series, but mainly, um, this episode, um, is the one where they get married, you know, like all undercover and, and shit like that. Um, and then they get leaks, leaks out and then, um, you know, everybody knows and stuff like that. And everybody's upset because they're like, oh, why didn't you tell us? You know, we could we could we could have still been there for you, blah, 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 which I find uh, not to be true because I feel like her parents would have been really upset, especially more her dad, because her dad was just like, where the fuck are you? You know, where are you going? What are you doing? And, you know, they didn't like him at all, which I always find kind of weird how they didn't like him and they still don't like him and accept him part of the family um you know because they can say that but as 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 people and as fans it's like we we still notice that and um you know and then that, like at the end of the series they're like they're, oh you know we we accepted your family and this and that which i find kind of hard to believe it happened in real life but this is a show so it's whatever uh <laughs> So then the second episode pretty much goes and they're doing like a Mexico, a Mexico tour pretty much and stuff like that. So, you know, pretty much her and Chris are married and, um, 
you know, they're trying to keep it on the DL, not let anybody know, because apparently um, if her fans knew, they would be upset with her and riots and, and, you know, and shit like that, which is it's really weird how um, us as fans and not just as Selena fans, but like fans in general will get upset about any little shit. But I mean, with her, how they explain it, like, you know, she would lose fans because, you know, Excuse me. Uh, the fan, you know, the men loved her, and the women wanted to be her. You know, and every guy fantasized of, oh, that's my, that's my girlfriend right there. You know, you know, and everything like that was just pretty funny. But um, yeah, so they're pretty much explaining, like you know, you can't tell nobody because then you would lose fans, and fans would get upset, and fans wouldn't come see you, so fans wouldn't spend any money, and blah 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 blah. So pretty much, she says she gives the finger to everybody. And says, "Fuck it, I'm just gonna tell everybody." Um, but before that, you know, she's doing like this, uh, TV show, um, you know, she has like the band with her and everything and they're trying to like, they, somebody knows, but they're like trying to like pressure her to say, Hey, look, you know, who is, who is this so-and-so does he have a group, blah, 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 you know, the whole bullshit, high school bullshit. Um, and she doesn't say shit, but later on in the episode, um, she pretty much says it on like a show. Which, um, I was looking at the facts, and it's kind of true, but not true. Um, she didn't do it on tour, but she did do it at, like, an award ceremony, I think. And she says, you know, like, hey, this is my husband. People did boo her, which I find pretty funny. And she was like, what the fuck, seriously? (laughs) You know, you wouldn't, I wouldn't boo you, so why the fuck are you booing me? So, her, not her words, those are my words. I know she probably wouldn't say shit like that, but, um, so yeah, that's the second episode, I mean, the second episode, yeah, and the third episode, you know, they're trying to do, um, I think they're getting ready for, like, her album, her, uh, her English album and stuff like that, so they're trying to come up with songs and stuff like that, and, um, I forgot what song, um, A.B. was trying to do in this episode, to where, um, you know, he, he, he has to, like, come up with new music and stuff like that for the album. And, um, you know, it, it stresses on him. Because, like, during the whole series, you see, like, the whole thing that, uh, that A.B. is going through with, like, the pressure of, like, you know, I have to write this music. It has to be perfect. It has to do this. It has to do that. This do that. You know, because of his dad. And his dad was pressuring him to be better and do better and stuff like that and it's not even like um you know like how fathers always pressure their sons to do better but it's not like you know hey son you you know you can do it it this this is like so what are you gonna do now oh you know we have a record coming out yeah no shit <laughs> um you got songs and he's kind of like dude we just got off tour i just finished a record yeah i know but do you have songs Dad, I ju- do you have songs? And he's like, I think I have some stuff from the last one. No, do you have song? You know, pretty much like, dude, seriously, come on. We just finished this record like twenty minutes ago. We need to do in the next one pronto. You know. So you see him just like stressing out and just like you know going through shit and just like yeah, I have to do this. I have to do this. And they're like, no, just chill out, dude. You know, you don't have to be perfect. You just, just do, do with the best you can, 
you know, because he pretty much produced a lot of stuff and, you know, and uh, Pete and Ricky, you know, they wrote a lot of the stuff to Selena as well. But AB was pretty much her producer. So he was like staying late at night and it affected his his personal life, you know, with his and his marriage and, and, and with his kids because, you know, he's always in the studio and um, it shows that and stuff like that, too. So. You know, and then later on in the series, you know, they're still showing her and um, what's her name? Yolanda. Um, You know, she's running the fan club and stuff like that. And then later on, it's starting to show Selena when she wants to do her uh, boutique and stuff like that. Um, So then, you know, they're still um, the, the next episode. They're still talking about, you know, wanting to do the English album, but she would have to go solo. And she doesn't really want to go solo because she feels like if she goes solo, um, her family's not going to be there for her because she was so used to having her brother and her sister and her friends on stage with her. And now she realizes, oh, shit, it's going to be me. So pretty much um, during some of the episodes, you see her like in this dark room and you see everybody playing and then it like fades out and it's just her. And you can see, like, the, the, not the horror, but, like, the, um, like, how scared she is in her eyes. Like, show shit. It's just going to be me up here. I don't have anybody to feed off of. Because she kind of fed off of everyone else's energy as well. I mean, she was so much energy. Her own energy. But, you know, having to have her brother right next to her and her sister in the back and her friends, you know, um, playing alongside of her and just having a good time, she fed off that energy and was just like fucking super saiyan. But now she realizes it's like kind of like not claustrophobia, but um, she's like feeling the pressure of like, oh fuck, it's just gonna be me up here. It's just gonna be me up here. I don't have anybody else up here. It's just gonna be me. And you see her like struggling with that thought of oh fuck, it's gonna be me. It's just it's just me. You know, like I'm saying. So then, um, you know, and then her sister gets married to her, her boyfriend, Bill, you know, which pretty much goes through the, the actual events and stuff like that. Um, you know, and shout out to, uh, <laughs> shout out to the little kid that plays Sivani. Uh, he was in the shot. So I was like, Hey, it's so-and-so, you know, Silvani, he's, uh, he's in the, in the series. I thought it was pretty funny. Um, you know, side note that we talked about that on the episode. I'm like, dude, you, you're presented in the, in the show. And he's like, I know, man, you know, it's pretty surreal. He said himself, you know, it's like to see me on a show, you know, it's not actually me, but it's a child who's playing a younger version of me, you know, because of course he grew up during that time, you know, with his, his aunt, um, you know, starting that fame and stuff like that in her, her early to mid-20s. So, um, yeah, so pretty much, you know, she has her boutique and stuff like that, and Yolanda's like, I'll help, you know. You know, she's like, dude, you have so much other shit you have to deal with. She's like, no, 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 I'll help, you know. I, it doesn't, it, it's fine. So she was like, all right, fuck it. You know, and even before that, you know, um, her dad is kind of like, no, you can't do this boutique. And she's like, why not? It's fucking my money. You know, this is what I want to do. And he's like, dude, you don't even understand. You don't even know how to run a business. And she was like, I don't give a fuck. I want to open a boutique because that's always been her dream. You know, and, you know, with Selena, her fashion and just beauty and makeup and stuff like that. You know, that was, that was her big, her big thing. 
So pretty much, you know, during that time, they're just like, no, no, you can't do it. It's a lot of work. And even Chris is kind of like, I don't know, man, it's a lot of work. And she was like, you don't have, you're not even taking my side. And he's like, I'm just saying it's a lot of work. So she gets upset and stuff like that because no, she feels like nobody's taking her side. And then overall, they're just like, hey, man, just do what you want to do. You know, we're here to support you and stuff like that. She was just like, okay, cool. And then she does this boutique and stuff like that. And, um, you know, and then the next episode, um, you know, some of the songs like that, they're, they're showing some of her other songs that came out during that time. I think this was like 92, 93. So, um, you know, she has her business and stuff like that. And then she's like on the road doing shows doing um interviews and, and stuff like that and getting ready for her solo career and stuff like that and she's getting calls from her business like hey yo you didn't pay this bill you didn't pay this bill you didn't even pay these people and stuff like that and she's like what the fuck why is it why, what the hell so she tells yolanda hey what's going on she's like oh i'm sorry i didn't i didn't mean this in the check you know i forgot this in the check blah 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 and you know she believes her like oh okay whatever it's fine you know so she said that she was gonna send it so you know, which is weird because, you know, I was watching some of like, not behind the scenes stuff, but like other stuff where it's like Selena believed everybody and she, you know, saw the best in everybody. And she was just like, I, she never had a thought in like, oh, they could, oh, they could backstab me, which I feel like she never felt that in her life where somebody backstabbed her. I mean, not backstabbed her. You know, she never felt like, oh my God, I trusted you and now you screwed me over. I feel like, you know, in the series, it doesn't show, like, she ever dealt with that. So, um, I'm pretty sure she had dealt with that before, but she was just always, I guess, forgiving and just like, hey, whatever, it's fine, you know. So, pretty much, she's juggling all this stuff, and she's doing all this stuff herself because she doesn't have, like, an assistant like that. So, she's stressing out even more, and she's just like, oh, what the fuck, you know, I got to get all this shit together, you know, and then her family feels like, Oh, you don't come and see us no more. You don't come and do this and that. And, you know, because earlier in the in the series, um, you know, they got married and this and that. So, like, where are you going to live? And she's like, I don't know, you know. Um, so, Abraham was like, here, you can have the third house. Because, like, in the last season, he bought all three houses on his block. So, pretty much the one that was on the left and one that was on the right, which everybody knows in the movie, you know, um, AB lived on the one on the first house and then they're in the middle and then she lived at the corner house um so he was like hey here you know this is your house now whatever blah 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 and um you know they're like uh, you know as Latinos you you understand when you go and do something on your own and you don't have your family with you your family always thinks uh, they think they're big shit now. Uh, you know, hey, they don't come and visit us no more and stuff like that. You know, and, you know, when you do have planned something with your parents or something like that, she's like, hey, I got to do this. I'm sorry. I, ha- I kept the cancel, blah, blah, blah. And they're just like, oh, sad. oh, it's okay. You know, and then they're like, you know, we probably won't ever get to see her. And I'm like, bitch, she lives right next door. You know, and I'm like, what do you expect? I don't, I feel like in the series, they don't, like, they don't understand, um, like, She's fucking huge, man. She's like a pop star. You know, she's got all this shit going on. And I I can't tell if they understand, like, yo, she's doing this on her own. You know, it's not like her dad is, like, 
still managing her career, which she kind of was still, but it was not like there's two assistants that do this and there's this person that deals with this and this and that. It was like, it shows that she's doing it on her own. And I can imagine the fucking stress that she had to go through, you know, dealing with that crap. Um, so then, you know, later in the series, she wins, um, some Grammy nominations and stuff like that and wins an award and stuff like that. And, um, <laughs> there's one, um, uh, part where she goes up and she gets the award and she thanks everybody and she forgets to thank Chris and Chris is all in his feelings like, you don't even care about me. You didn't even like tell me, you, you didn't even go up there and say, oh, I want to thank my husband and stuff like that. And he's on his feelings. I'm like, bro, come on, man. You know better. And I feel like he really wasn't like that in real life. I feel like they made him, um, sorry if anybody's listening, they made him feel like a pussy, you know, where he's like, you know, where are you going, Selena? Well, I've got to go do this and this and that. You don't ever care about me. You don't ever talk, you know, you don't talk to me. You don't let me do what I wanted. And she was like, what the fuck, dude? I'm just asking if you want to go with me. I just want to do my own thing. And she was like, you can. He was like, no, without you. And I'm like, it made him feel like a pussy in this series. And I, I, I know for sure Chris Perez is not a fucking pussy. You know? In the movie with J-Lo, he's kind of like a bad boy. So he's like, I'm going to still do what I want to do. You know, I'm married to her and I'm still loyal. But I'm still going to go do what I want to do. Because he's like, he's like I want to start my own band. You know, because... Um, you know, Chris does other kinds of music and stuff like that. So he's like, I want my own band. I want my own, you know, my own personality because everybody knows him as Selena's husband and not just, hey, this is Chris Perez and stuff like that. So he goes through that, um, you know, identity crisis, I guess, in the series. And, um, you know, in this episode, episode, um, they show one of the most passionate songs that selena ever did and um i didn't know that her um her keyboard player ricky was the one that wrote it i always thought it was like ab or another writer that wrote for her but he wrote it and it shows this um the scene where he's sitting in the in the booth with uh with ab and he's just sitting there just like stone cold no emotion and they're like yeah he wrote another song one of his most emotional ones let's go through it like okay here like here's the fucking song you already know what the melody is and blah 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 um so she's singing it selena and he's just sitting there just like stone cold and just like watching it like my god she's singing this fucking song that i just wrote about um somebody so then they're like who's this song about and then you see suzette come in and put like her hand on her shoulder and she's like oh my god ricky that was really good you know, this is like one of the best songs you've ever written. And you see like a tear come down because, you know, he knows that she's fucking married and that she would never be with him. Because in the series, it shows like he likes her, but he never like goes and does anything about it, which I don't know if he actually like went forward and did anything like, hey, I like you. You know, I have feelings for you, blah, blah, blah. Um, but I feel like you know in real life maybe he did maybe she maybe she like turned him down or whatever or she never knew i don't know um they have yet to ask she has yet to suzette in real life has yet to um reply back to that so 
But yeah, he's just sitting there and then, you know, she's like, oh, that's a good song. You know, unbeknownst that the song is written about her and, you know, his feelings for her and stuff like that. Like, hey, it was, you know, I loved you, but it's been a good ride and I know that you won't love me anymore, blah, 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 blah. And um, it's a really emotional because it's like it's it's like it's a guy who poured his all his feelings into a one song and he he's pretty much telling the person his feelings and his love for her but she would never know it was her so you know and then you just see him like cry and um the actor who played uh played ricky hunter uh reese um i forgot his last name but his name is hunter um and he was like uh getting all this attention because of that series and people felt bad for him and he was like hey look i appreciate everybody you know for that because you know nobody had knew that that was one of the scenes that he had to go through um and they were just giving him they were just giving him all his love and support and like oh like he actually wrote the song and was going through those emotions and he was like no i appreciate you guys you know for the support you know this the, the um the scene and stuff like that it was really emotional because you know you see him portraying somebody else and what they had to go through and the love that they never got to uh share and and tell somebody you know i love you this much so um and then the scene the the episode cuts to where like she's getting you know ready and she's trying to find all these um not producers but like the record company that wants to produce her solo album an English or English album they're like hey we have all these writers and we have all these producers and stuff like that we need you to listen to these demos so we can get like an idea of what you want and what the songs if you like the songs and she keeps putting it off like yeah yeah I listen to them yeah yeah I let you know yeah 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 so then um, she finally finds a couple songs and she does them like that and this and that and they're like this doesn't sound like Selena you know and then one of the record uh, executives was like your voice needs work which i'm like damn bitch the fuck her voice needs work and they're just like she's like taken back like what and they're like selena's really good and she's like oh no maybe i can i can work on it and i'm like what the fuck i want to tell him motherfucker this is this is me singing you know who the fuck i am (laughs) but i know she wasn't like that so she does singing lessons and her voice gets stronger and gets better and stuff like that which you can see um you know like in the series it shows her and you can kind of tell in real life like her singing last night was more you know it was just her and then like when i guess when she did the whole um you know uh voice lessons and getting her voice stronger you can tell the strength in her voice and stuff like that so um and then one of the scenes they show her meeting this producer in nashville and he has like he has a song and he starts playing it and everybody everybody in the fucking grandma knows from those chords that that are put together what song it was so it was pretty much it was dreaming of you or no i could fall in love i'm sorry i could fall in love and you know he's playing in this and that and they're just like oh that's so good so he gives the lyrics like here you go you know this song and it's and she just sings it and i'm like okay and she sings it and i'm like oh man i um it's a really good song and this is one of the songs that that tear you up because if you listen if you watch the movie 
you can tell it's one of those scenes where it's like, oh, fuck, this is like the end, you know. Um, but it was, it was a really good song, and, you know, and the scene is really nice where she just has like that moment with the song. And she's like, I love this song. I want this on my album, you know. And her brother's there, of course, with her. And he was like, okay, uh, yeah, if you want the song, you want the song. Um, so then the next episode um, is pretty much the big one where, you know, she does the Astrodome. They ask her, like, hey, we want you to perform at the, at the Astrodome. And um, she's like, what? The Astrodome? And it says that she's performed there before. But I'm like, has she really? I don't, I don't know. I have to go back and check. I This is some of the research I didn't check. But she's like, yeah, we played the Astrodome before. And she's like, no, they're like, no, we want you to play. And it's going to be a live album. Um, if any of you have ever been to the Houston Livestock Rodeo, you know that we have performances there and we have big artists and you know all around the world is that come here to you know houston for the livestock so she did um the livestock rodeo and she had sold out the astrodome and it was like the biggest performance i think for the rodeo where she sold out the most tickets and it was just like it was it's a it's a big big achievement for the rodeo and it was also for her i think it was like sixty thousand people or some shit like that um and uh, shout out to um, uh, director Charlie G because he told me that he was actually at that performance. So I was like, that's pretty fucking cool to be at that performance, you know, back in um, back in 95. And, you know, it shows the whole setup, her doing the, um, the, the, the show and, you know, they play her songs and stuff like that. And the show comes pretty close to... Um, her performance and stuff like that but if you watch the actual performance it's just like it's amazing you know even was it like 26 years you know later it's like oh my gosh you can feel the energy you can feel the emotion and everything from her and from the band and just at that moment um but they did a pretty good rec- um a rec- not recreation um recreation of you know her coming out in, in the in the carriage and stuff like that at the Astrodome, and you see like clips of act of the actual fans of the sh- in the show, um, at the, at the show and stuff like that. So she plays and this is a really good job, and then it pans out. Um, but during the that whole episode and like that, Suzette like breaks her ankle or some shit like that, sprains it, so she can't play. So she's like, "Oh, Cell, I can't play." Um, so they find another drummer and the drummer does really good and stuff like that. So pretty much she's like, Hey, look, I'm done. You know, I'll still be with you, you know, on tour and doing this and that, but yo, I'm, I'm checking out, you know, this guy's really good. I think he brings more, um, I think he brings something more to the table than I can. You know, he's a better drummer and she's like, no, but you're my sister. And she's like, dude, I'm done, bro. I'm not that good. You know, I got, I'm married, you know, and stuff like that. And it's like, it's time for me to like bow out gracefully. And, you know, um, so, you know, she does this, you know, the, the show with somebody else and it, it, it's a great show and stuff like that. So the episodes are really good. Um, for people that were at the show and people that watched the movie, it, it kind of comes close a little bit, but, um, nothing beats the real thing, of course. So, um, the next episode is pretty much the last episode. 
Um, and I feel at this point, this episode is being rushed, you know, um, so pretty much I feel like the first season was like, okay, we're taking our time, we're taking our time, and then we stop at this particular point. And then beginning of the second season, it's like, hey, we're taking our time, okay, it's going a little bit faster, a little bit faster, and then, you know, here's episode nine, and it's like fucking speedy 80 miles per hour, and I'm like, yo, what the fuck, chill out, you know? Um, so pretty much, you know, in this episode... Um, you can kind of tell what's going to happen. You know, throughout the series, you see Yolanda getting upset. And you see them questioning her, like, you know, what the fuck do you do? Why are these, you know, uh, earlier in the series, um, it's pretty much, they're asking her, like, hey, why haven't the fans gotten their, their stuff? Because Selena had, like, a fan club. And they got stuff and, you know, memorabilia and all that, whatever. And people were like, yo, where the fuck? Where's my shit at? You know, and they were writing Selena and sending her messages like, oh, you're a fake. You just want the fucking money. You haven't sent me anything, this and that. And her dad's like, what the fuck? What the hell's going on? Um, you know, like, why haven't the fans gotten their stuff? So he questions her and she's like, I don't know. I, I, I saw it. And then she's like so fucking jealous of like Selena's um, friend who was like her partner and like designing her, her dresses and stuff like that. And she's like so mad, but I think it's because he was like gay and she didn't like him. So, you know, they have like that connection. Um, so she blames everything on him. Like, Oh, well I told so-and-so that he's they're Like, why are you telling so-and-so to tell you, why are you telling so-and-so to give you the checks and the send checks, whatever. And she's like put in a circle, not put in a circle. She's put in the corner. I'm sorry. And, um, and it's to the point where Selena goes to one of these schools and this kid asks her, like, hey, I don't have any of the stuff that you were supposed to send for the fan club. And she's, like, shocked. And she's like, what the fuck? Um, so she was like, okay, well, you know, hey, give me your, your information, child, and I'll send it right to you. So then um, I think the guy, the kid's mother calls and starts telling him, you know, uh, Abraham, hey, this is what's going on. This is my son's name, blah, 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 blah. So he was like, oh, shit. You know, he's starting to find out, too. And he's starting to piece things little by little. And, um, you know, he gives the kid free tickets to the, the rodeo concert, whatever. And um, so everyone's, they're starting to get skeptical of Yolanda. And, you know, Yolanda's getting mad. And you see, like, the actual, like, um... What's what's the word called? Um, not insanity, but you see like the uh, her uh, her her. Damn it! I know the fucking word. Um, the obsession with Selena and stuff like that, like the pictures and just wanting to be her, like her best friend, and always wanted to be there and stuff like that. Like the obsession, you can see it. Like the actress that played Yolanda did a really good job. The actress who did the Yolanda in the movie did a really great job too, but this one was a little more like, oh, this bitch can fuck people up, <laughs> you know, like the quiet kid in class, and you're like, he don't ever say shit, but you know when shit goes down, that motherfucker has something, you know, so pretty much Abraham's like, fuck it, I gotta go and check this shit out, so he goes and breaks into her office, and he's like, where are these records that we need, 
and he finds out uh, like she's been stealing money from Selena and the, and, and the fan club and stuff like that. So they're like furious and shit. And you know they find out and they investigate her. And she's like, I don't know who's this person. I don't know. So she's writing out checks, different names to, you know, people and giving them money. It pretty much is giving it to her. And um, they find out and they they are like, hey, look, um, we're going to fire you. And yeah, you can never come on this property ever again. And if you do, Yoaz is going to jail. So pretty much she was like, all right, well, I'm going to show them. So you see like. I think it's in the in, uh, in the Astrodome episode. She buys a gun, and you know, and it's so stupid. Where they're the guy is like, he's like, here's the gun, and he's like, you're gonna need bullets, and she's like, bullets, and I'm like, come on, bitch, don't be that stupid. You know, a gun needs bullets. You're not just gonna shoot it and it's gonna, you know, um, but. You know, it, it the like I said, the actress who played Yolanda did a really good job, and I really hope they don't like fuck with her like they did the last person, um, and like throw rocks and and say hateful name. And I'm like, dude, she's just playing a character. I know everybody fucking hates Yolanda, um, but it's like there she's portraying somebody, so don't give that person shit. <laughs> you know, just chill out. Um, but anyways, you know, like like the last episode, they're like. She comes back and she's like trying to like talk to to Abraham and she's like just talk and he was like no what the fuck what are you doing here you can't come on this property and she was like you'll find out who I am and I'm like oh my god here we go it's pretty much you know this last episode um they're like we need to get out of here you know because fans are always coming to their house selena's house and you know one of them like walked in and they were like who the fuck are you and they're like we're fans and you know she's just like okay yeah let's take pictures and she's like we gotta get the fuck out of here motherfuckers keep coming to my house they don't leave me alone please we need to get the fuck out of here so pretty much she goes to this place with Chris and she was like, this is where I want to build a house and a ranch and, and whatnot and stuff like that. And he was like, is this what you want? And she's like, yeah, we can do this right after the tour and then we can get pregnant and have a baby and stuff like that. Uh, or kids, whatever you want to say. And he was like, okay, sure. Yeah, that's the plan. All right, cool. Whatever you want, dude. Um, so then, you know, they tell Selena what happened with Yolanda and you know she's there and she's just like i can't trust this bitch no more she you can actually see like her feeling the effects of somebody backstabbing her so then she has like these records that she needs because she's checking like all this stuff that she needs for like tax purposes and whatnot um so then you know yolanda keeps calling her i don't know how many fucking times that bitch called her but she's just calling and calling and calling and calling so we're at the point where Selena's like, oh my God, what the fuck do you want? She was like, I can explain. And she was like, you know what? Nah. She was like, I know you had that shit that I need. I, you have these tax forms and you have these stuff that I need for my product, whatever. Um, you know, I need this shit. She was like, oh, we can, we can meet up. And, but it's not even like, hey, let's meet up at like a coffee shop and, 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 and let me give it this shit. You know, let's just bygones be bygones. No, this bitch fakes... Uh, uh, like somebody like fucking came up and attacked her. So she was like, Oh my God, I had to take Yolanda to the hospital. I'm like, bitch, that's not what you do. <laughs> um, her ass could have took herself to the fucking hospital emergency, whatever. So then, 
um, with all the other backstabbing, you know, the doctor was like, yeah, nothing's wrong with her. She was like, but she said that she got jumped. She's like, nah, bro. Um, nothing happened. So she's lying to you. And she's just like, already, yeah, up here with it. She's like, fuck, man, just give me my shit. Um, and then, you know, during this episode as well, um, she keeps talking about the song, the song. She's like, I like the song. AB's like, I don't really like the song. It's so corny. And, you know, and then you kind of find out she was talking about dreaming of you, which I can't fucking listen to because once I hear that song and once everybody hears that fucking song, they start crying. You know, I grew up with the movie and you already know the whole scene. Um, yeah, I, I'm, not, I'm not even going to think about it because then I start like tearing up and crying. And, you know, even when you listen to the song, you just think of her and it's like, fuck, man, her life just got cut super, super fucking short um, at 24, man. So pretty much the episode goes where, you know, she's like, Yolanda, I need my shit. And um, she's like, OK, well, I have it in my hotel room. So she goes to the hotel room and I'm like, I'm right here. I'm just like crying, bro. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is what's going to fucking happen. It's going to happen. They don't show her like shooting her, which, um, you know, it's a it's a family series. So they're not going to shoot her just like, you know, but you can see like you can hear it because it kind of portrays. Like it, uh, it did in real life. Like, you know, you can hear the shot and people heard the noise and it didn't show her like running to the, like, of course they're not going to show that, you know, it's a family series, but they're not going to show her running to like the, um, the front desk. Like she did in real life and she was losing blood and stuff like that. Um, cause I can imagine, I don't think anybody would watch that cause they would just probably like fucking cry their eyes out and act. You would have to actually see how she fucking died. Um, and I don't think fans wanted to see that. And I don't think the family wanted to put that out there because they were like, fuck, we have to relive this shit again for the third, second time, fourth time. Um, well, fourth time. Um, if you want to count the the one that Amanda Solis did. Um, but yeah, so, you know, they find out Selena got shot and, you know, they're rushing to the hospital and they're like, you know, we need to see her. We need to see her. Um, and they're, you know, they're trying to like hold him back. And for people that don't know, um, Selena's parents, well, her family was Jehovah's Witness, so they, I guess, didn't believe in, like, blood transfusion. So, a lot of people said that she could have, um, they could have saved her life, but I feel like they wouldn't have because she lost a lot of blood at the hotel. And, um, you know, it doesn't show that part in the series where they're like, hey, we need to know. So, they did it without their consent because she they didn't know she was Jehovah's Witness. But it didn't work, and ultimately she um, she pretty much died in like a vegetable state, um, which is really sad to hear, and it really sucks when you think about it. Um, to know she was pretty much like just there, brain dead, just you know. Um, but yeah, it, it 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 sucks to know like that part, you know, so she was just there. She couldn't do anything. She was just... This person who was so full of life was pretty much um, gray and dull and couldn't bring, you know, happiness and joy to people anymore. So then it goes through the series where everyone's, you know, feeling the effects of her death. Um, 
they don't do the whole like funeral ser- uh, funeral and the, like this and that. Um, they just show everybody crying and and you know and saying that they miss her, and then they show A B, um, you know, sitting in the booth and playing the song, and he's just crying, you know, and crying, crying because he's just like, "Fuck, this is the last song my sister ever recorded," and um, I thought it was fucking corny, but now it means something, you know, that she's gone, and you know, shows everybody else and stuff like that. So, and then that's where the series ends. You know, but not serious. I mean, it doesn't end like that. It ends on a good note where they're playing um, the Chicago show. Pretty much, if you watch the first episode, you see them in Chicago, um, you know, and they're like, hey, you know, it's going to be fine, isn't that? So pretty much that show that she's doing is the last is the last part, I guess, last scene in, in this episode. And they're showing her just, you know, doing her thing and everybody's having fun. And then they, at the end, they show her doing the iconic uh, turnaround pose that everybody listens, that sees that picture. And then that's where it ends. Um, but yeah, I mean, overall, I thought the series was good. Like I said, I feel like they rushed it closer to um, getting to the end where it's like, I feel like they could have extended, maybe done like 12 episodes. Um to where they could have talked a little bit more about some other stuff and, um, you know, and show how everybody else was going through things and, and, and you know, all that. But um, ultimately they didn't, you know, and then clo- and then at this end of this episode, too, they show A.B., you know, reflecting on his sister with the Cumbia Kings and everybody else to reflecting, you know, later on in, in the in the in the future and stuff like that. So. Um, I thought that was pretty cool. They kind of mentioned the Cumbia Kings because, you know, there would be no Cumbia Kings without um, Selena, pretty much. Even though she didn't front end. But, I mean, with AB's um, musical talent and his experience dealing with his sister, kind of, like, set him up for his own for his own thing. Um, you know, and then it shows Chris and stuff like that dealing with it. Um, I feel like the person that really did get hit the most was, of course, Chris because he loved her so much. Um, but, of course, they're not going to, like, pay attention to that because, you know, the family's situation with Chris. Anyways, uh, my conclusion is um, I thought the series was good. Like I said, I feel like they rushed it a little bit more. They could have uh, expanded the episodes and, and kind of show more about Selena, what she was going through. Um, but they were just like, hey, fuck it. We got to just do this and get this over with. Um, but like I said, ultimately, it was good. I mean, you can compare it to the movie, of course. And um, the movie does have the series beat just a little bit because there was a little bit more, um, not emotional, but there's a little more one-on-one connection with her and Chris and dealing with other stuff. And, you know, but um, yeah, overall, the series is good. I think you should watch it. Uh, you know, do not, I feel like you should not compare it to the movie because this is its own thing. And, you know, it's two separate decades. It's two separate decades, man. Really, to be honest, the movie came out literally like two years after she died. Um, which I always found kind of suspicious because I was like, fuck, man, that's kind of fast. If you ask me, I would have thought they would have waited like a couple years, but they're like, no, let's bank on this. She just died. We have all this information. It's not like we have to wait like 10 years and then shit gets murky and information. Gets, and so it's like, nope, we know everything. Let's get the fu- let's get this shit going. Um, 
you know, and people were even talking about they should do like a part three where they're doing the movie, and I'm like, just don't, man. You know, let let the girl rest in peace. Um, you know, leave just leave it at that. You did you told the story about Selena, and you know, yeah, just cut it out. Um, but yeah, I mean, people. I know people were already like arguing about the series and comparing it to this and this and that, and I'm like, just take it for what it is. I know that. The show is not going to be maybe 100% accurate. And I know they might have thrown in some stuff. Um, you know, because um, for people that don't know, Chris Perez actually wanted to tell his side of the story because he actually wrote a book about him and Selena. Um, but the family was like, nah, bro, you can't do that. Because apparently so the Abraham owns everything of Selena. Her name, her image, everything. Um so they wanted to do like legal battle and stuff like that. So Chris was like, nah, bro, I'll just chill, you know. But he also he also wanted to do his own series about it because, you know, he wanted to look from his point of view. But the family knows that like there's some certain things that fans don't know that went on and they kind of want to protect Selena's image. Um, so that would have been really nice to see, though. I mean, like his part, you know, his his story. But ultimately, we'll never see it. Um, but um like I said, I mean, take it for what it is. It's it's pretty good. You know, you're you're gonna enjoy the stuff. You're gonna enjoy the songs, um, you know, and stuff like that. And it it like I said, it keeps you wanting more. But it's like, um, you have so much other stuff that's going what are you on. To? Um, you know, with her, you know, the music and and, and books and, and interviews and stuff like that. Where you don't have to like watch a series, you can just, um, you know, look it up yourself. <laughs> there's so much information out there in the past 26 years. Um, there's stuff you can still find out about Selena that you know they didn't talk about it, um, in the series and stuff like that. So, um, but yeah, I give it a good, um, eight out of ten, um. You know, and stuff like that. You know, my thing is, like, I wish she could have expanded more um, on her life. Just a little bit more. And um, show, actually, how the other band members were affected. Because, um, like, they don't show all the other band members, like, oh, you know, how they feel about Selena's death. Because that's the person they toured with for, like, a good amount of years. Um, and... You know, it's kind of like, oh, we're just going to put them to the side. You know, whatever, whatever happened to them. Because um, even Pete was, like, going through his solo stuff. But, you know, um, Pete, it affected Pete really bad. You know, because that was the person he sang with every night. That's the person he spent so much time with on tour. Writing songs. Having great memories. Um, and I feel like the series could have shown Pete just a little bit more. And how her death affected him, and how he wrote the song, you know. Um, uh, oh, fuck, I forgot the name of the song. Um, but you know, talking about Selena and just how he misses her, um, you know, and that when he thinks about her and when he hears her music, he cries, and it—it's it, a really good song. Uh, Como te, te extraño, I think that's what it's called. I'm sorry, my Spanish is bad, and I'm trying to remember it, but I'm like, I don't have everything prepared, but. Um, you know, I wish they would have showed the band members how it affect her death affected them, and um, you know, a little bit more stuff like that. Um, I wish they could have expanded on some other stuff, but 
like I said, ultimately, you take it as it is. It's a good series, you know, 8 out of 10. Um, and stuff like that. I would highly recommend people to watch it. Um, but if you want to know more, of course, read the books. Um, you know, you can watch the movie if you want to. Um, look at interviews and stuff like that if you want to know more about Selena. Um, but yeah, man, it's, you know, aside from all that, it's really weird uh, how she is... She's pretty much stuck in the 90s, man. You know, like, Selena never got to grow up, in, you know, in the, ni- in the 90s. She never got to see 1999. She never got to see the new millennium, 2000. You know, her life was cut short at 95. You know, and it's kind of sad to, to you know, to know that. But also to know, like, she never got to experience so many other things that happened during the 90s. And how how big she could have been, and how like her music could have just escalated and just been super great, and um, you know what she could have done, who she could have worked with, because who knows who she could have worked with? She could have collaborated with so many other fucking you know pop stars and stuff like that. Um, and speaking of pop stars, there's a scene um, in the series, which I really don't think they should have put in it, but they're going to put in it because they, you know, they want to. There's a scene where um, she meets Beyonce, but it's not even like, oh, hey, my name is Beyonce. Oh, my name is Selena. No, it's like Beyonce and her sister and her mom, like, walking in San Antonio. And, like, she sees Selena. Her mom's like, who's Selena? You know? Like, bitch, you know who the fuck Selena is. You live in Texas. Do you not... Uh, I feel like her... I feel like they made her mom, like, stupid. Like, you know who the fuck Selena is. Come on, man. Um, And, like, she, Selena walks by. She's smiling. And I think she, like, waves at her or something like that. And uh, the young Beyonce is, like, starstruck. And she's like, Beyonce knows. If you gonna be a superstar, you blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, I feel like it's, like, totally unnecessary to put that... But, you know, they're going to try to, like, hey, look, Beyonce's in the show. And I'm like, I feel like, I personally feel like that should have never, like, been in. You could Those couple seconds could have been removed and put something else in. But it's Beyonce. And everybody knows how I feel about Beyonce. But, um, like I said, ultimately, it's a good series. Like I said, I would rewatch it again. You know, because it, it's, it's good. And, you know. You can, like I said, if you want to find out more about Selena, there's so many other things. You know, there's almost 30 years, that's almost 35 years worth of stuff out there. Almost 40. Um, you know, and stuff like that. So if you want to know more about Selena, then you can know more about Selena on the internet and stuff like that. Read Chris's book. Um, I think Abraham has a book out there if you can read too. Um, but I kind of want to check out Chris's book, you know, just to see. The other point of view from him, from him and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I mean, like I said, again, for like the third time, it's a pretty good series. Take it for what it is. Uh, if you want to know more research, um, you know, I also feel like they could have expanded on more stuff. They could have talked about more stuff, shown a different perspective from someone else. Um, you know, some of the band members and stuff like that, but ultimately it was just about selena and like i said i feel like they rushed it more into like hey fuck let's get this over with you know um because even like the the episode of like her death was like rushed and i'm like whoa dude i mean it's like it's like two three minutes and i'm like you could have expanded on this maybe a good 
couple more minutes, maybe like five or six more minutes, where it's like, okay, this is what's going on. The the movie kind of does it for a couple seconds, but you can like feel the pain and 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 the grief and, and just everything in that series. I feel like the death the death scene in the movie is better than the one in the series, a whole lot better. But you know. Apples to oranges in, in comparison and shit like that. So, um, but yeah, man, I, I, I approve it. I think it's really good. If you know, like I said, if you want to know more about Selena and stuff like that, um, check out the other stuff. You know, uh, sorry, I'm checking my phone right now. Um, but yeah, man, I mean, um, you know, Selena's been a big part of my life, a big part of everyone's life, especially here in Texas. You know, she is the the queen of the Hano. She is everything, you know. And it's great that I've had the opportunity to grow up with her music and, and, and stuff like that. But to also have one of her family members on my show, uh, her nephew, you know, Sivani. And to see his perspective on his aunts and, you know, stuff like that. I mean, you know, he was a young child, but, um, you know, he got to experience his aunt. Um, those few years before she passed, um, before she was taken from us, but you know, it, it's pretty cool how like her family is still, she's still relevant. She's still doing just shit and stuff like that. You know, putting out makeup lines, putting out cups and stuff like that. Um, I know a lot of people feel a certain way about that. And of course I have my own perspective, but I'm not going to talk about that because this is, this is just about the series, but Selena's still big, man. After 25, 26 years later, um, you know, and um, yeah, man, like I said, take the series for what it is. If you want to watch it, watch it. If you don't, don't. But don't also criticize and be like, well, the series and this and that, I'm not going to watch this. I'm like, just watch it. If you don't like it, then you don't have to watch the rest. I know a lot of people live through that. Um, but, you know, if you're going to watch it, watch it. If you're not, then don't talk shit about it. Um, but yeah, man. I mean, like I said, take it for what it is. I know I keep talking going in circles. I just don't know when to stop. But anyways, yeah, man. This is my review of the Selena series part two. Um, if you guys want to check it out, it's on Netflix, like I said. Um, and um, yeah. I mean, that's it. That's pretty much it. That's that's the this is the episode. I know it's a little bit longer than my last one that I did the review, but uh, I was pretty much giving a detail and stuff like that without any spoilers. But I mean, spoilers. I mean, everyone knows what happened. So, but anyways, um, guys, this has been Inside the North Side. Um, thank you for um, listening to the episode. Um, thank you for supporting the podcast and supporting me as well. It means a lot. If you can, go back and check out the episode I did with Sivani, you know, uh, her nephew. And yeah, give him some love and give him some support, stuff like that as well. Um, I'll see you guys next episode. Um, as I always say, God bless, peace, stay safe, and I'll see you guys later. So I'm just going to let the music take us out. So... Mm-hmm.